Hello, welcome to the October 17th, Monday edition of the OK Preps Extra Podcast. As always, we appreciate you joining us. I'm with high school sports editor Barry Lewis and sports writer Dean Rule. Uh, this is the best part of my week, guys, seriously, talking high school sports uh, with you two. I, I love it. Let's get into it. Uh, Barry, let's start with the big speed. I said, Barry, this will be a question for both of you. Um, after, you know, they, they continue to roll, they continue just to just plow over people. Is there any way they don't win 6A1? Barry, you go first. There's a way, but uh, if I had to pick who's going to win 6A1, I'm going to go with Bixby right now. They are such a juggernaut. But uh, as we've seen in sports all the time, stuff can happen. And so it's still a month and a half until the state championship game. You never know what can happen. But as of right now, I would have to say Bixby is as strong as favorite, if not a stronger favorite than I've ever seen to win the state title in, in the state's largest classification at this point of the season that I've ever seen. Uh, that being said, I think U- Union's got a really good team and Union is a program that's not going to be scared by Bixby. So I'm not going to count out Union. Uh, they're solid. <laughs> they're good. And uh, I think they could give Bixby a game. I mean, right now, it'd just be amazing to see anybody give Bixby a game. And uh, Union looks like the realistically the only team that could, unless you get some incredible weather event that happens before the championship game or, or something out of the ordinary. Uh, Bixby, a huge favorite, but I'm not going to give up on Union. Okay, fair point. Dean, same question to you. Yeah, you know, I think everybody likes a good uh, David beats Goliath story. That's why we all watch sports, right? Um, but it'd be tough. That's a tough. That's a tough uh, task for anybody to take down Bixby and how they look. And I think it's hilarious—not well, hilarious, but just incredible—that when we were two months ago watching Bixby Owasso and Bixby wins forty-nine to fourteen, that's one of the closest games Bixby's going to play this year. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's super interesting, and 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 Barry Barry's one hundred percent correct. And Union's got a great team, and 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 Union knows, you know, their way around six A one. But anything that starts with Bixby Spartans is going to be a a tall task. I don't care how great of a team you've got. All right, let's move on to uh, kind of what you guys consider the the game of of the week. Uh, they're both on Friday. Um, you guys kind of have some differing opinions. Barry, why don't you go first again? Your game of the week is what? I really like Grove at Collinsville. There's always something. I said this last week when uh, Rejoice and Vanita were facing off. There's always, when they're both 6-0, I, I've always feel like at this time of the season, there's always something special about a matchup when you've got two undefeated teams and you've got it this week at Collinsville. Grove 7-0. Collinsville is 7-0. Both are a surprise are somewhat surprising to each be 7-0 at this point because, you remember, going into the season, Collinsville had graduated most of its players from its state championship team from last year. So you're wondering, well, it's going to be sort of a rebuilding year a little bit for Collinsville, but they haven't missed a beat. Uh, maybe they, they're not quite up there uh, as far as what they've done in their first seven games as last year's team was, but they're pretty close, and that is really impressive because – Collinsville 
graduated so many really outstanding players from last year's team, but Collinsville's undefeated. They've been rolling. And then you've got Grove. A lot of people were wondering about them, like, oh, they yeah, they were good last year in 4A, but how are they going to adjust to the move to 5A? Well, they've adjusted just well, just fine. Thank you. <laughs> 7-0, Emmanuel Crawford, a great back. Um, it'll be a challenge for the Collinsville defense to see if they can stop him. He's the best running back that they've faced all year. He'd be the best running back they've faced since Eric McCarty in last year's championship game. Uh, uh, it's just a, dynam a dynamite matchup. Should, de should determine a district title. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Two 7-0 teams. I love the matchup. So can can the Collinsville D I, I assume Barry that's the marquee matchup you know Crawford versus the Collinsville defense uh can can Collinsville slow slow Crawford down um how do you like their odds yeah they can Wagner did so yep. Wag it's been done it's been rarely done but it's been I saw it done earlier this year but the impressive thing about Grove in that game was that they won despite Emmanuel Crawford basically getting shut out uh, that night by the Wagner defense. So um, Grove has multiple uh, talented players, uh, talented players, and uh, got an outstanding quarterback. And uh, they're very capable capable of making the adjustment if Emmanuel Crawford should get shut down. So it's just a tremendous matchup. Uh, Great matchup of coaches, great matchup of players, and uh, I expect there will be an overflow crowd at Collinsville on Friday night. Yep. Dean, your top game this week is what? Well, so I, I need to preface this just, just for a moment because when me and Barry uh, disagree on what the top game is, the game I picked always just ends up being a blowout because a couple weeks ago, I said, oh, Stillwater Booker T, that's the game to go to. Well, Stillwater killed Booker T. Following week, I said, oh, Wagner Cushing, that's the one, Barry. No, Cushing 42 to 0. So it's with some trepidation that I say this week, Muskogee versus Booker T is going to be must watch. Um, obviously, just what Muskogee's doing and what, and what that, uh, that se this season is turning into for them, I think is something special. Um, but Booger T, it, it, they're just hanging around. They're still there. They, you know, let's not forget that they were they were a favorite of of uh, them and Stillwater were kind of the favorites in, in 6A2 for for the Tulsa World in our picks uh, going into the year. So I've not given up on them. I know some people have started to sell stock on them. I still think Booger T's got uh, got got all the resources to still be a top team in this class, especially when you go Lathan Boone and Micah T's. If Mike Atiz gets used, you know, if he's getting 20, 20, uh, 20 looks, maybe he's catching 15 passes, that's going to be a hard team to beat uh, no matter who you're playing. So that's why I just say, you know, th this is one that the folks need to tune into, follow along, because if that Lathan Boone, Mike Atiz connection is there, because it's not always there, and, that, and that's been, the, pro that's been the, uh, the issue this year. When it is there, it's one of the best in the state. And uh, if, if they can get that rhythm uh, come Friday, I think you're going to have a really close game. How do you like the matchup of the Muskogee quarterback and the Booker T defense? 
this is going to be a true test for him. We'll see if Jamarian Ficklin's the real deal. I say that, but he has been tested multiple times this year already. But uh, not Booker T defense is nothing to sneeze at there. They've got, again, yeah, the resources are there. The playmakers are there. Booker T is just get it to kind of gel together, especially if they can get it to gel together right before playoffs. Then then I think they're a really dangerous team. But Jamarian Ficklin, I've got the utmost you know, confidence that he can go out and win this game for Muskogee and keep them undefeated. I think Booker T is just as motivated to, to go out and get a win against a very good Muskogee team. So I hope, I hope that this one's going to be close, but my track record does not give me confidence right now. Well, Dean, uh, I've got to say, I really thought the Wagner Cushing game was going to be a real barn burner. So that fooled <laughs> me too. I just liked my game that week a little bit better, but um uh, I thought, you know, as far as Booker T is concerned, uh, I think this has an ex has a chance to be a really good game. I just like Grove and Collinsville better. There's, uh, uh, you know, as far as a game of the week, but Booker T Muskogee is my number two game. Uh, just something about, you know, two seven and zero teams playing instead of seven and zero versus four and three. That being said, um, Booker T, yes, it's got a lot of potential to be great in. Booker T's last few years, ever since they won the state title, starting with the year after they won the state title in 2017, they've sort of reminded me of the NFL team I follow, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they've got a lot of flash, a lot of potential, but right when I think they're going to do something really special, they don't get it done. They just don't. Uh, but they've got that potential, and that's what makes you keep keeps you tuning in, uh, thinking – you know, I was fooled last night thinking that Dallas, hey, they've got it rolling. They could beat Philadelphia. And they didn't. Of course they didn't. Uh, and Booker T, I I, ha I was the one who picked them um, a, a few weeks ago. I thought, hey, they, at the last moment, I had a hunch they could beat Stillwater. But then it was same old Booker T, just self-destructed. And um, Stillwater won in a route. So I've got mixed feelings on this game. In some ways, I think it's the same, going to be – the same old Booker T, uh, but they got that potential that, again, keeps you tuning in. <laughs> so, um, yes, if they ever find, if they ever get everything going on one night and don't commit the turnovers, that's what ruined them against Stillwater, kept them from having any chance. They got in a hole early with turnovers, and then it, was, it wasn't competitive. So Booker T in, in Muskogee, it's not like they've got a totally shut down defense. They've given up some points this year. Yeah. So this is a game that I think has got the potential to be really entertaining. Or it could be a 38-28 type of game. Uh, Booker, And it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Booker T can pull out the upset. But as you said, this is shaping up. It looks in Muskogee and Booker T have an interesting history in the past. So um uh, with some surprising results in the past. But uh, as you alluded to, this is, appears to be a special year for Muskogee. And so I'm going to have to go with Muskogee on this one. Um, Muskogee, um, I just, a turnaround like this, a drastic turnaround like this, from going to, from winning two games last year to going to 7-0 and this year, that's really rare in Oklahoma high school football. So uh, I think it'll be a very entertaining game. So, so I agree with you there, Barry, in that, like, 
not to look too far ahead, but but you almost could have a chance where you've got Muskogee, Stillwater on that last regular season game to decide who wins the district. Because both of them could, you know, to, to me that's super interesting. But I think regardless of how you cut this, if Muskogee beats Booker T, I say, all right, you've got a it's solidified, it's a two, it's a two-horse race at this point. But if Booker T is able to beat Muskogee, I say, well, hey, that's a defining win right there. You just took down undefeated Muskogee, and you're right back into this chase. It will be a defi- it would be a defining win, absolutely. After all, you were talking about in the preseason. Hey, I had I was the one who picked Booker T number one in the preseason. Not looking really good right now. I wish I had that one back. But uh, if they can defeat Muskogee, that could be the win that gets them over the hump, gives them a lot of confidence, and it would show that hey, they really are a contender instead of just a mediocre mediocre team, which they would be if they lose. That would drop them to four and four. Because now coming down like the final stretch, it's all it's all implications. Even like Grove Collinsville, like the implications in that are huge. Oh, absolutely. Because um, Grove, I, I keep on feeling 5A looks so deep, so tough. Grove is 7-0, and, and yet I have them ranked 8. And it's not any knock against Grove. It's just that there seems to be really eight really good teams in 5A, really, really good, or even you could say even 10. And then there's a lot of, there's a lot of haves and there's a lot of have-nots. Yeah. And with a few teams in the middle. And uh, Grove, I mean, I keep on wanting to move them up, but it's like, I can't move them up against, because everyone is looking really good as opposed to some other classes where sometimes uh, I'm not really too excited about the number 18 or the number 17 or this number 16, but there's a lot of good teams. Um, like, for example, this past weekend, Carl Albert beat McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Carl Albert looks, by the way, looks like it's finally rounding into its usual championship form. Huge win over the then number two McGinnis. And so I wound up having to drop McGinnis quite a way. It's not like I'm down in McGinnis, but if you lose a game, in 5A, you're going to drop a ways just because the competition is so intense and there's so many quality teams in 5A. So, yes, um, the implications of this game, it's pretty its pretty important. Jeez, we could probably spend an hour just chatting 5A in the depth and all the moving pieces coming down the, the home stretch of the regular season. Yeah, it makes it, makes it exciting. Uh, 5A, um, 5A, and it's all shaping up. It could be we could have another classic in the state championship game this year because I remember feeling this way about 5A to an extent last year. And then we wound up with one of the best state finals I've ever seen when Collinsville won, beat McAllister 42-35 in a classic. So um, I think it, everything could be shaping up to that again this year. And McAllister, they got back on track this past week. Eric McCarty's looked healthy. That was a big concern, and I think we saw the real McAllister this past week, uh, not the McAllister that lost 49 to nothing to Coweta. Oh, I mean, Coweta's really good. I've got them ranked number one, but I don't think, and I think Coach Tim Harper from Coweta, um, he basically says this, you know, I don't think he would think they're 49 points better than McAllister. Yeah. All right, great discussion, guys. Um, Barry, let's talk a little bit about um, – <clears throat> Rejoice Christian, you and I were in Owasso on Thursday. 
Um, Chance Wilson had a lower leg injury, missed a good part of the game. Uh, but Kale Marley stepped in a quarterback and uh, was pretty effective rushing the ball, to say the least. Um, and you and I, I've said this to you a couple of times. Uh, I didn't realize he was that shifty. He, he was really impressive to watch and really sort of galvanized, if you will, their offense. And they, they looked good. Um, and if you thought maybe it was going to become a close game after Chance left with that injury, um, it really wasn't, in large part due to him. What, what were your thoughts? Yes. Uh, first off, yeah, just an incredible performance filling in for Kale Marley. Um, it's especially, uh, you know, it was sort of, uh, a, even though Rejoice is up 14-0 when Chance Wilson went out with the injury, you could see there was some major concern, like, how are we going to survive this against this undefeated team? But uh, Kale Marley was really cool. And uh, I'll believe and he was shifty. I didn't know he was so shifty, but again, he had never really been put into that position to know he was that shifty. Although I will say there was this one two weeks ago when you were at that game two against Claremore Sequoia, there was a long pass play um, that went up for over 50 yards that he did show some of his shiftiness on that play on the receiving end. And then, of course, that was remarkable. That specific play was remarkable because it looked like he'd been knocked out on the sidelines and uh no he he eventually got right back up and uh he was okay and uh he's tough because he took some shots the other night um uh, uh even though he showed his shiftiness there's a couple times when he took on a defender like that one touchdown on the goal line and he just went right over him uh just remarkable in that situation for him to play at such a high level and of course he is a coach's son so uh Obviously, very his football IQ is very high, and uh, yes, five touchdowns in replay in place of Chance Wilson in that type of matchup that is remarkable. I'm glad you said that, Barry, because you're you're 100 right. He he showed some serious toughness, and me and a couple of the TV guys were standing right by the pylon on that touchdown you referenced, and and we heard that hit standing just a couple feet away we we heard it and felt like we felt it we kind of all looked at each other like oh my gosh um and that was just one one example he took a few other hits but yeah he was shifty and tough I mean he was he was fun to fun to watch fun to watch yeah, re kudos to rejoice because they also besides losing their number one playmaker they lost their number two playmaker Solo yeah. Morton, Solomon Morton uh early in the game too so they had to play without their top two playmakers last three quarters of the game and uh they will still wound up winning by 27 points so that was a really remarkable performance for rejoice yeah dean have you have you had a chance to see them play this year i don't i don't think you have have you i'm not i'm still i, I just the buzz is building to a to a level that i'm worried it might not be able to meet but regardless i i'm excited to see chance wilson in action live and and just see that team operate because I mean, just just hearing Barry talk about them is like you, you just it's must see. Yeah. All right, guys, good stuff as always. Let's let's leave it there for the. Oh, Barry, you had uh, before we get out of here, you had a one little announcement you'd like to make. Go ahead. Yes, an early rem uh, reminder. If you haven't seen it in the paper yet, uh, we are having the Tulsa World Winter Sports Photo Day on Wednesday. 
October 26th at Union High School's UMAC. 3.30 to 6.30 p.m. It's a come and go event. It usually takes teams about 30 minutes or so to fill out the information cards and take their pictures. And that's a really huge part of our information gathering process for the winter sports uh, as it was for the fall sports in August. Uh, we generate a lot of story ideas from that besides getting a lot of pictures which help us in the photos of the uh, when we do the players of the week and assorted stories and it's just it's just really I think beneficial for all for us it's beneficial for the student athletes who go and I think just for it we've been doing this since 2005 and um, it seems like the student athletes and coaches who come they seem to have a good time uh, so 3.30 to 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, October 26th. Now, we specifically target it to an extent to the winter sports, which would be basketball, wrestling, and swimming. But basically, any football teams that missed in August would also be welcome to come occasionally. We, at this event, we usually get one or two football teams who missed in August. Um, they'll come. And also, any spring sports teams um our spring sports athletes who want to attend they are welcome as well so um, if you have any questions about it uh, you can contact me at barry.lewis at tulsaworld.com and barry you're going to be there in attendance i will be there and i believe dean will be there too i will be there yep so if anybody wants to meet you guys or chat you guys up or pitch some story ideas you guys will be there to be there to chat. All right, guys. Always great stuff. We'll catch up uh, next Monday. Have a good week. Sounds good. Thanks, Patrick.